Welcome to Polly's Podcast on the Overtime Sports Network along with Ken Polly. I'm Pete Wagner. It's halfway halfway mark of the season. Maybe a little past now as the Red Knights stand at 10-0. and 0. What a terrific start for their hockey club. Ken, thanks for joining us here once again. I want to mention that today's podcast is presented by Fortis Academy and all of the good work that they do along with your program and the others. I love their tagline. You know, you put the work in when no one's uh, when no one's watching, and that's really, really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. They, they, again, we've uh, we think very, uh, very highly of uh, Josh and his crew over there. So they're, uh, they're 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 good people, and they get the they get the entire picture. So we love to be partners with them. Yeah, it is crystal clear. No question asked about that. So club is ten and zero. I mean, you're the talk of the town along with Eden Prairie, Maple Grove, and maybe a couple of other teams on that short list of, of teams that have intrigued some people. And you know, one of the things you've said to me off the air is that you're really looking forward to this game. It's not that you haven't played uh, competition of 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 high end, but I mean, this is high high end, and this is where you'd like to be. From the perspective yeah. of where your team is now, we'll get into that game a little bit. Where your team is now, how do you feel about where your team's at as far as all phases of the game? Well, uh, certainly we're not, you know, we're not not satisfied where we're at. You know, certainly you like uh, you like being ten and zero. I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You know, ten and zero is ten and zero, and you'll you'll, you'll take it. Um, but we still um, we still believe that there's a lot of pieces of our game. Um, you know, that, that need work. And I'm sure I'm not alone, you know, alone in that way because, you know, it's like, even though it's just, we've played 10 games, but it, it feels like we've been going at it for three months. So it's, I mean, it's just like, you know, so, but we really haven't had that much, um, haven't had that much time, you know? So, you know, there are pieces that, you know, we like, we like our, you know, our power play starting to look better, you know, uh, but, uh, but again, like even, uh, we squeaked by a very gritty, tough St. Louis Park team the other night, but uh, uh, but there was uh, we saw some chinks and something in our armor, some things that we didn't do very well, you know, on coverage and and faceoffs and some other things that um, could have cost us dearly. And so there's an awful lot that needs to be nailed down, especially when you start playing. Um, you know, like like you said, we're gonna start playing the real high high end teams. We played. I think some some tough teams that will give us some push, like a, you know, like a St. Louis Park or or Mata Medi or Chaska Blake. It's not like those teams couldn't punch back; they could. But but trust me, now we're going to play uh, play some teams that can throw big time haymakers. And if you don't have <laughs> all those phases nailed down. Uh, game can be over in 10 minutes. One of the things that you and I have talked about that I think is of interest too is you got to hit the net. Uh, uh, shot attempts that, that, that sail wide, high, clank off the glass aren't helping you at all. They're turning it right over. You might as well just punt on first down, correct? Oh, geez, you know, it's, 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 so, it's so maddening, and I know I'm not alone in it, but I, I, I do know that we, you know, again, we have a, a highly skilled team, and we've spent a lot of time in people's ends, but uh, but we're not scoring as much as we should. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we aren't hitting the net. And, um, you know, again, we've, uh, you know, in a few games we've missed the net, you know, 37%, 37%, 36%. Um, St. Louis Park was appall- appallingly, we missed the net nearly half the time, 47%. Um, you know, that's just, that's just absolutely unacceptable. And uh, did you pull, did you pull it all out? Did you pull all the hair out? Oh gosh, I'm telling you, I just you, you just keep sit there. And, I mean, listen, I'm a four and third string goalie, so what do I know about hitting the net? But, exactly. But I'm just, but but I'm just telling you, it's like it's like, 
man, when you're missing, missing the short side high, um, you're shooting for yourself and not your teammates. And so we better, uh, those, those are things that we better, um, uh, better get nailed. Better get better get nailed down in a hurry. Well, I think shooters need to take the mindset of a goaltender, and think about the things that they need to go through in the position. If you if you miss a net, you're doing them a major favor. They don't have to do anything, and they're playing a perfect game. If you force them to make a save, even if it's in the middle of the legs or five hole, if you force them to have to move from their basic stance and then be put into a position where there's going to be a rebound of some sort and do have to do what? Recover. You've now increased your odds of second chance goals and things like that. These guys are good. They've got good hands. They're going to pull those things out of the air or you're going to have nothing but a corner of the short side and you're going to ring it off the glass. So force them to make a save. See where it goes. Go to the net. Get rebounds. It's muddy. It's ugly. It's not pretty. It's not Sports Center highlights. But it's how you win championships. Would you agree with that statement? Well, yeah, and I th- and I think it's I think it's part of being I think it's part of playing within your offensive structure and your zone off. I mean, because it's not you know believe me I know that um, you know you know Grant Passy missed the net a few times, but he hit a lot more. <laughs> he sure know, did. And, I, and I'm not going to be overly you know critical of a kid missing that once in a while because they're, you know, they're shooting for things that maybe you know, it's easy to say that from the, from the bench, to the stands, but when you're consistently missing to me, hitting that's part of being a good teammate. And again, playing within your structure. I mean, uh, the, why should a guy drive the net if the puck's never going to be there, you know? Um, and, and, and part of putting that, just what you talk about when you, when you shoot and you hit the net, you're going to create those, you create rebounds. You, um, you get the other team out of their, out of their defensive structure you know, with those mm-hmm. rebounds. And so you're really, when, when you miss the net as much as we, we miss it the other night, um, you know, St. Louis parks had a good, good young goalie and they play really hard in front of them. And, and, um, and, and we basically, uh, we played in their hands doing that. So, you know, again, those are, those are little big things. They're little big mm-hmm. things. And so getting back to the original question about, you know, what we're you know satisfied with, it's like, yeah, you know what? Um, you're always going to find something as a coach that you need to, you need to tweak, but, uh, we're doing a lot of teaching and stuff on, on the fly here. And, uh, you know, the first, you know, the first two weeks, you know, honestly, it wakes, it's like the first two or three weeks have felt, uh, you know, felt more like tryouts, um, than the beginning of the season because we had no scrimmages. So we had to hit the ground running here and, and just make some decisions without seeing these kids against a different color Jersey. And so things are really just starting to sort themselves out now. So, um, so even though we're 10 games in, you know, it really feels like the first three weeks was a combination of the beginning of the season and tryouts. Well, one of the things that I've been commenting a lot on lately around town is, is that it doesn't feel like it's that tryout period from what I've observed is I, I feel as though the compete level on all of these games I'm seeing, whether they're your team or, or somebody else's has been really good. Impressive. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in the stands or who's not in the stands. It doesn't matter if there's a band there or if the student section is there. The the level of competitive drive that these players are, are uh, distributing and, and displaying has been really impressive. And I think that's the part that has been the most encouraging for me, uh, just saying, hey, guys, tip of the cap. These kids are getting after it. You know, the interesting thing is with the shortened season, there there's not a lot of room for error. You've got to get your, you know, because you're over halfway done, and you've got to get your 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 boat in the water correctly, or it's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, 
<laughs> there's a sense of urgency for a reason, isn't there? Yeah. Um, because you don't know. I mean, I was just looking at a, you know, someone shared with me a headline from you know, Wisconsin's high schools are in their state tournament now. And I think their top seeded team got shut down because of COVID, you know? Wow. So, uh, it, and, you know, like I haven't told our kids, listen, if the wild can get shut down for COVID, what makes you think that we can't? Um, and, and so, so it, that, I think it brings it, that reality um, brings that urgency wags that you're just talking about. And I think we were all just so thrilled, <clears throat> excuse me, to, just be playing that it felt like every game literally has felt like a gift. Exactly. And, uh, and yep. you know, and so from that, from that standpoint that we're, that we're pulling this off and, and, you know, by good, I, by God, I know we've had some shutdowns, but let's face it. I think, I, I think, you know, um, a lot of games have been played. We're, we're, we're getting, we're getting this done. And I, I, uh, I think we're going to, I think we're going to finish it. I really do. You know what's been interesting? You know, I've been talking to, you know, coaches, and I've never asked this direct question because it feels like everybody's a little bit stressed because of what you just said. You could get shut down at any point. You're on eggshells. Yeah. You know, you've got these kinds of things going on. You have a shortened period of time to really determine who can do what with whom and where. However, you know, I've never asked the question, are you having fun? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know what? I um, I, I, I am because I, uh, you know, I just, I just sick and tired of you know being in my office and you know being at home. So it's it's nice to be uh, you know around the kids and, and coaching and all that, being at practice. So yeah, I you know Ken, once you're there, you know, I just think it is it, it is all fun and, and I um, um, I, I am I, I, I absolutely and and I think uh, I think the kids are too. I think they miss. There's no doubt that they they miss the locker room. They miss that camaraderie. You miss at the end of the game that hey, you know, you hang in the locker room and you know you, you know, BS about the game and, and all those things. I think all those things are, are missed. Um, and I think everyone misses them um, acutely. Yeah. You know, but but with that said, uh, I think we've missed not playing a lot more. And uh, we're willing to make the sacrifices to do what we need to do. Have you been you talking know? to Mike and Randolph lately? Have you? I haven't talked. I haven't talked to the old Greyhound. Well, I, I've got on? the old Greyhound uh, on tape, uh, and I should almost put it on the back end of this, if you don't mind. But he said the exact same thing, and, and he said, "You know, we've got a beautiful locker room at Heritage Arena that the kids can't use because they got to <laughs> dress outside of it, you know, and the whole thing." And yeah. he said, "There's just." He said, he said that component is tough. He said, we, we've always bonded as a team on buses. You know, now we have yep. to use two. We have to beg to get to the Twin Cities for a game. And, you know, these are all things. That's why I ask you as coaches, if you're having fun, um, because I think in a weird way, I bet you you probably, you probably don't ever forget your groups, but you'll never forget this group because you guys are all going through a really bizarre time. However, the games don't look like you are. That's the most important part of it. Well, that that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're playing park the other day and, you know, it's like, we just couldn't, they're pesky. We could shake them and we're playing for, you know, the winner. You know, it's like we win, we win the conference title. If they win, you know, we're mostly like you're going to tie for the conference title. So something's not, and we all know that it's just like the conference isn't the main goal, but it's still something you like to get, you know. And uh, and if you know you're down there, it's like, 
you know, we weren't, when all this stuff's going on, we're not aware that it's just the parents up there and a few scouts or whatever. We're, we're, you're caught, you're caught in the moment. And I think we have, we've touched upon that before, you know, when you, um, you know, and I, I've coached in plenty of packed arenas, but once you kind of get going, you tend to forget that. And you can, you can forget an empty arena as much as you can forget a, a packed arena too. So just what you're talking about is the game, um, the game is shining through, you know, the game is shining through and um, despite all the issues that we know are here and no one's pretending it's normal or anything like that, but it can be, you know, it can be something special. And I think right now it is something special. I really do. It, it is. And then speaking of special, Everybody's talking about tomorrow's game, and I think from even uh, the summer when this one was put down, I, I think a lot of people that, that follow the game have been looking very forward to the Eden Prairie Eagles playing host of the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights. And, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know if we're going to see a fire wagon hockey game. Only you can decide that. I know the Eagles like to get up and down the ice. I know you do too. I know you've got four really good defensemen, five, six. They've got the same. They've got some serious depth. For Jackson Blake is on pace to have 131 points if he played 31 games. I mean, yeah. and, you know, it's insane what's going on over there. But but it has all of the make. You got two good goaltenders that are playing well. I mean, when when you go into a game like this, how are you approaching it? And and when you look at that Eagles team, what I'm not asking you to give away what you guys your your game plan is or how it's going to work, but how do you approach an offensive juggernaut like that? Well, you know, it's it's you have to approach it from the standpoint of uh, you you literally can't take a shift off because the the game this game can be over in a three minute stretch. That's that's the that's the problem. I think I I believe. I believe they're they are that explosive, um, and I know I know we're explosive too. You know because we've been playing teams and the game's been over in a hurry because we can score goals in bunches as well. But uh, but listen, you've got uh, we know what they have there. We know the firepower. They were you know a state finalist last year. Um, you know they clearly are on you know track to do that again. Um, how we approach it is you know it's very similar to me when. Uh, when they used to let us play Shattuck, and we were the first high school team to do it, and we played Shattuck on a regular basis. Those and had were some great awesome, games with them. awesome games. And, and you know, the thing about Wardo down there is he had four lines, and he just rolled them. And they just – and they all – believe me, I know some lines are better than others, but they all look the same to me <laughs> because all those kids just kept coming at you. And you could take your little you, – you couldn't take your shift off. You, and 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 you you've seen enough high school hockey. You know the kid who, all of a sudden, you know he takes the. You know you see you see a third or fourth line player who's sitting there watching these guys play, and then you put the kid out and he's been sitting there for seven eight minutes, and he looks like he's been shot out of a cannon. And and that's the thing when you play a Shattuck, they look like they're shot out of a cannon every shift because they don't take a shift off. And and I think I think when you're playing a team as talented as deep as as Eden Prairie. Um, you can't take a shift off because believe me, I, I believe we have we have as much talent as Eden Prairie does. That's that's not the issue. The issue is how hard are we going to play? And uh, and and because you know you can't you can't get away with uh, you know getting up two nothing or being down one nothing and and then you're all you're all pouty because honestly, Wags, that's I'll tell you, we were really we were 
deeply disappointed last year when we played them. And uh, we gave up a goal like two, three minutes in, and then we gave up a power play goal, and we're down 2 nothing before we know it. And I watched the, the game. I watched the tape, of the, the, the video of the game, and, thought, and I, I think we lost 7-2 or 6-1 or whatever it was. And I'm going, boy, this does not look like a 7-2 game. And it really wasn't. The problem is, is they get those 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 lapses and boom, boom, it's in the net. I know. You know? Yep. And and that's kind of my understanding, too. I've talked to a few people who watched that Wyzetta game. They said, you know, it really didn't seem like a 7 nothing game. You know? Uh, I've heard that from a few people. Um, where all of a sudden, you know what? The, but they're so explosive. And so what we're looking for is, you know, you know guys, it's like <laughs> – you know, we're going to have to be honest in a way that maybe we haven't been, you know, in the last month. So I'm really, really, I, I guess, you know, and I apologize for rambling here a little bit on you, buddy, but I, I just do think that when you look at these games, you circle them because you say, okay, we're going to have a real good idea of what we have in 24 hours. And we would have answered in a regular, in a normal season, we would have answered that question by now. Um, but it's like, we know we're good. Listen, no matter what happens tomorrow, we know we're going to be in the running for our section. We know that. But the question is, are we a top 10 team or are we a top two or three team? We're going to answer that question tomorrow. Well, I mean, I've been putting you as a two and three, so it's up to the kids to make me look good or bad. I mean, so no pressure. No, but but it's, it's – well, well, let's get real. Let's get real. Maple, Maple Grove and Eve Curry. They're you one know, A, they, they're one they, A and one they, B. They proved it. They're, 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 yeah. yeah, you absolutely. They're one and two, and, and they both had great seasons last year. Everyone coming back. They both were in the state tournament last year. Uh, you know, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, I think we got we got a lot more to prove than they do right now. Then the, back on the one thing that you mentioned about the moments. You know, Minnetonka when they when they played at at the Eden Prairie Community Center, they didn't play terrible, uh, but they got down four to one. And then Eden Prairie, though, I mean, they took their foot off the gas a little bit, and next thing you know, it's four all. And yeah. then, and then it was almost like the Eagles said, "Wow, we we can't have that." And then they just go nuts, and then they score a bunch well, of goals it, again. No, I think when you're, you're talking about when you when you have an explosive player like Blake, um, that's 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 the danger that that he represents. You know, so it, it there's there's no relaxing. We all know the the rhythm of the game and you get three, one and four, one. And you're like, Oh, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, you, you better not, you're not, you better not feel that way against an explosive team. You know, some teams, you know, if you get down to nothing, you're not going to probably not going to win because they're so good defensively and the goalie's so good. Well, Eden Prairie is the opposite of that. It, opposite of that in that even if you're up three, nothing, you better not be comfortable. Well, teams that clamp down are just brutal. And then, but what's scary is if teams are capable of doing that, and then can erupt for more goals. Now, a, a quick question for you: Moving ahead into the just the mere fact that there was a sectional playoff structure and a state tournament announcement, uh, the way they went about it, uh, I think is very encouraging. And 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 Ken, one of the things that I really really like is having the girls class A double A boys class A double A kind of on a championship Saturday. That's going to be kind of fun, I think. Good for hockey. Yeah, I I, I think so. I I'm glad that they didn't try to just make it the, the same structure. I'd like that they put a little I know they had their other reasons for doing it, but I like the wrinkles they put into it because I think it if I think you want it to look a little bit different 
uh, to give it a different uh, di- different flavor. So I'm, you know, I'm 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 all for it, and I I agree with your um your assessment there. I think it's beyond encouraging um, that we have that plan in front of us, and I'm seeing things about uh, you know being allowed to have a few more you know you know three people per family for a t- you know, player or four people per family. So I, I see us loosening, not tightening, and and all that looks great. It really does. Uh, final thoughts so far on the season. Are you where you thought you should be? Or, uh, you know, I mean, you always want to be better. But, but I mean, from a level of contentment, where, where, where does Ken Pauling and his staff sit right now? Well, you know, right now we're um, – it's always yes and no. I mean, some guys, you know, that, that Passan, Marshall, Connolly line has been everything we thought it would be. Uh, the addition of, uh, you know, the, of, of Drew Stewart is certainly – uh, you know, help and and putting him with uh, uh, you know, with Mortensen and Ellings. You know, they're having great years. But uh, in terms of, the, we're still trying to settle in. You know, on who we think our you know our our third line is right now. And so, uh, we have five or six kids. You know, right now we're still fighting for that, and they all bring a little different piece to the puzzle. And uh, you know, one day they might be in, and one day they might be out, depending on what I'm looking for. So from that standpoint, I'm not exactly where I thought I would be. Um, it's not as settled uh, as I thought it would be at this point. Um, so it's kind of more of a, you know, personnel, you know, personnel thing. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, but again, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, <laughs> you know, after our, our SLP game on Saturday, you know, I'm watching the video and I'm just shocked at how bad we are at some things. But then talking to, to Russo and, and Casey Michael, uh, you know about it and tk it's like you know we really haven't worked on any of that <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's like we haven't worked on any of that it's like and we kind of look at the schedule and say we really haven't been you know so you, you know from coach and wage you get you can't you can't prioritize everything everything can't be a number one priority and we haven't had enough time to to nail some of that stuff down so um you know as, as a coach you're always looking to you know to tighten you know to tighten some things up and uh, what i think is great is you know, now we're going to get into, um, uh, you know, we just we finished conference play Chaska, but we wrapped up our conference championship, was, which was great. And now we can focus on, uh, we're going to get really <laughs> pushed hard by, you know, a great Eden Prairie team. And we got Hill Murray and Edina coming up for a weekend. And then you got Wyzetta and, and uh, you know, Holy Angels section opponents and, uh, and Holy Family, who just got done tying St. Thomas Academy. So, we're gonna get. We're gonna I push know. Some teams. We're gonna push by some teams, and I'm really looking forward to, um, uh, you know, for uh, for basically see how our team, uh, our team reacts. And so this is, uh, uh, this is this. It, it, it's fun to kind of feel that, uh, that that fire of a, Eden Prairie Benilde game because usually those are, you know, fire wagon affairs. And uh, last year I, we feel we, um, really didn't give a good accounting of ourselves, but. Uh, uh, and, you know, Lee's got another, you know, deep, very special team over there. So um, uh, we'd like to think that we are as well. And uh, but you're not until you prove it. Well, the bright lights of Hockey Night in Minnesota presented by Tradition Companies will be shining on your club in the Eden Prairie Eagles this upcoming Tuesday night. Mike Greenlay will be joining yours truly on the call. And uh, we're both looking forward to what should be a really, really good hockey game. And more importantly, just give everybody an opportunity to see where everybody's fitting in. You said it earlier, just to kind of summarize this, 
you've got the pieces of puzzle. You just got to put the puzzle together. Do you have enough time? I mean, I think that's really going to kind of be the key component to what the theme of this year is not only for the Red Knights, but for the rest of the teams around the state of Minnesota as the sprint to the finish uh, continues here. What do we got about uh, six more weeks of uh, action? And uh, we'll see uh, we're, we'll put, we'll see where the uh, pieces fall where they may. Yeah, and so it's a, there's a big difference between being good and being special. And uh, we're going to be answering those questions very, very soon. We'll have those answers for you starting tomorrow night. Ken, thanks for joining us on Polly's podcast. It's been far too long, and I am the guilty party. Sorry about that. We'll, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll have I, some more. You know, listen, you know, everyone's been making this thing happen, and and, and again, I think we uh, we kind of you know our little hockey subculture is finding its way, you know, to these streaming games, and uh, you know, we'll we'll get back in the arena soon. But for now, this will take what we can get. We'll take what we can get. Thanks, buddy. We'll be in touch soon. All right, man. Take care. All right. For Ken Pauly, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.